welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your host, Amaka. How are you guys doing? I hope well. I am home and um looking out my window in my office, it just stopped raining, so it looks really like cloudy and muggy. I just got home from staying downtown, staying in downtown Chicago for the weekend. And I am kind of deep compressing from what was a really, really, really fun weekend. I dropped off one of my dearest friends off at the airport. She came to visit me for the weekend, got here on Friday. And from then on, it was just, you know, her and I exploring the city, doing a bunch of fun things. And I dropped her off this morning. We were a little nervous because the weather was, you know, anticipated to rain, but she left, thankfully, on a flight that was able to head out before the rain and bad weather came in. But um, yeah, we said goodbye and I told her that, you know, she doesn't really know how much this visit means to me. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where you kind of just say it, oh, thank you so much for coming. You know, it meant the world, everything like that. But like, I meant it so much because I've talked about friendship ad nauseum on this podcast, but I am just like reflecting on this weekend and the time that we spent together. We were pretty much together the whole weekend from when I picked her up on Friday. We went to lunch. We did happy hour on Friday. Then Saturday, we did brunch at Batter and Berries. If you are a Chicago native, if you live here, if you visit here, Batter and Berries is amazing. I've heard amazing things about it. And I went for the first time this weekend. It did not disappoint. So, 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 so good. Black owned, beautiful atmosphere, great customer service. Food was phenomenal. Honestly, no complaints. (laughs) So, so good. So I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, we went to Batter and Berries for Saturday brunch. Then we went to the library because (laughs) the work in our field never stops. So we went to the library, did a little bit of work. Then after that, we went down to the Lakeshore Drive walkway and just walked for some time, you know, to get some movement and activity in. And then we made our way down to the river, made our way, made some stops along the way, did some shopping, and then we got on a Chicago architecture tour boat. This was my second time doing it. I did it last month and I thought it was cool. I learned a lot. And um, so I was like, okay, I'll do it with her this time around. So we did it together. It was a different company this this time, different facilitator who was telling us about 
the history of Chicago and the buildings and everything, and we both really enjoyed it. <laughs> I know more about Chicago architecture now than I ever thought I would. But yeah, it's it's cool because now I kind of see, especially the downtown buildings, um, I see them a little differently. I have a little bit of added depth to, you know, how they came to be and their materials and stuff. It's actually pretty cool. So if you're coming to Chicago and you're looking for something to do, I would also recommend like the Chicago architecture river tours. They're fun. Yeah, so we did that. And then we, what did we do Saturday evening? Oh, we went to Lumalnati's, which is one of the, there's like a few famous places to go for Chicago deep dish pizza, which I got to be honest, I prefer the, I prefer pizza how I have known it my whole life. I prefer it flat. <laughs> I prefer it with, you know, my preferred toppings. I love a crispy undercrust of pizza with, you know, great cheese. And I tend to be a meat lover, so I'll add my pepperoni, I'll add my sausage or whatever. Um, with some like red and green peppers or what have you. I love a stuffed crust, but I don't hate deep dish. I don't hate it. The f- The two times I've gone to Lou Malnati's for pizza, it has been very good, but it just doesn't really compute as pizza for me. Like I'm using a knife and fork to cut into the pizza and I'm bringing the fork to my mouth to eat the pizza. Like that's not the pizza I know. So... <laughs> I don't really think of it as pizza. I think of it, you know, I'm going to call it pizza, but true pizza for me is the pizza that you lift with your hand. Sometimes you fold it, you know, and the oil be dripping and you are biting into that amazingness that is cheese and the toppings and you're having a good time. So just my personal opinion, no offense to anybody. But yeah, we went to Lumalnati's on State Street, loved it. Their calamari is very good too. They have like this specialty sauce that they add to it. So really enjoyed that. And then Sunday we had a brunch. There was a brunch that I was invited to and I brought my friend with me and it was a great time. We spent a couple of hours at the restaurant and then we kind of walked around that neighborhood And then after that, I brought her to meet my husband, who she had yet to meet. And then after that, what did we do after that? Oh, we went to the Navy Pier. We went to the Navy Pier, which I have been to once, but she hasn't been to yet. So we went there, went on the Navy Pier Ferris wheel, which was really cool to experience together. And then... We did like another like boat sunset cruise situation, which was fun. And then after that, we got tacos and then we went to a speakeasy called the Lazy Bird. That was cool. And um, yeah, and then we ended the night at Insomnia, got a couple of cookies and then headed back to the hotel. And this morning we got ready and I dropped her off. So... We tried as much as we can to pack as much as we could into this weekend, and we did, and we had a fantastic time. We did a lot of walking, so that helped us stay active, and uh, we took a lot of pictures, made a lot of memories, 
she's funny. I was I told her how like I had I hadn't been on the Navy Pier Ferris wheel yet, and this was my first time with her. And she's like, "Oh, we're making core memories here." And I was like, "Yeah, we are actually because." Anytime I see this pier, anytime I see this Ferris wheel or I pass it or I'm on it, I'm always going to remember that first time I went there with her. So, you know, I I have a weird relationship when it comes to the concept of friendship from childhood to my early 20s. And I have made it a point to really almost break friendship down to a science because good, authentic, loving friendships, I personally believe are just as important as the family relationships that we have, the romantic relationships that we have. There's just a certain type of connection that you have with a really, really good friend that is hard to replicate in any other form. And in kind of like figuring out how to cultivate meaningful friendships, I've learned that, you know, there needs to be time invested there. There needs to be effort invested there. Like we pretty much spent, however, I don't know, maybe almost 72 hours together over the past weekend. And this is time that we both agree was well spent You know, I'm coming back to my home feeling happy, feeling rejuvenated, feeling just kind of on a high of sorts, you know, and I know that I wouldn't have been able to get to this place with the friends I have in my life by being passive, you know, I feel like there are certain level, there there are levels to friendships where the depth of the friendship can be commensurate to the effort and time that's put in. So you're going to have you're going to have your friends. And sorry if you guys hear thunder. Like it's not really raining right now, but it's still kind of thunderous, but anyway. There are certain types of there are certain types of friendships, you know, some that you know maybe you just can't put so much effort in, but you guys are always cool and there's always love when y'all see each other. That's perfectly fine. You know, and then there are those friendships where you guys stay connected even when you're not together. And the kinds of friendships where the energies are matched and you guys are kindred spirits, you know, that's how I feel about the friend who I spent time with this weekend. And you guys have similarities in your philosophies of life and you know, just so many things. Those are the types of friendships I'm looking to cultivate more of because I know, I know my capacity for wanting to pour in, in the same way that I like to take time to pour in myself is how I see it being important to pour into friendships like these. So I'm just really happy that she took the time out of her schedule. She lives on the East Coast. We lived closer before I moved. She has family. She took time away and came to see me. And I will never, ever, 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 ever forget it. Never, ever. So that's a quick summary of my weekend. And yeah, I'm home now. 
um, kind of just decompressing, getting my mind right for the rest of the week. I started this new show on Netflix this early afternoon called Painkiller with Uzo Aduba. I saw her, I just opened Netflix and I saw her and I was like, oh, what is she in? Because fun fact, Uzo Aduba and I have the same first name. So we're from the same Nigerian tribe, speak and understand the same native language, and we both have the same first name. So I am a big fan of hers, just just off the strength of those points of commonality. <laughs> I will give anything that she's in a chance to watch. So I started watching Painkiller. I have watched the first two episodes. Um, I had to kind of peel myself away from the second episode to come and record this podcast. So it draws you in pretty quickly. And I think there's an added layer of depth for me as a mental health and psychiatric NP because I am intimately familiar with the impacts that opioids and addictive substances can have on people and their brains. So ultimately the premise of Painkiller and what I have watched so far is centered around an investigator who is involved to some degree with the crackdown of the overprescribing of OxyContin by the Purdue Pharma company. So there have been varying there have been various types of adaptations of media and um, shows on what happened, but and I haven't watched all of them. Don't even really know if I've watched any. But like I said, I love Uzo Aduba, so I'm going to give whatever she's in a chance. And I am kind of like watching how this show adapts the nascent stages of the development of this drug and the family within the company around it and going from those initial stages to ultimately what we know now to be the opioid epidemic. So I'm watching that, you know, and I'll let you know how I feel when I get to the end of the series. But outside of that, yeah, Mondays tend, I don't work on Mondays. I work Tuesdays to Fridays. So Mondays for me tend to be like a prep day for the rest of the week. If I have any work to do for myself when it comes to maybe some like personal projects or endeavors, I usually focus Mondays on those. I like to use Monday to meal prep for the rest of the week and to just have that extra time to get my mind right for Tuesday to Friday. So that's kind of where I am right now. The This episode is going to publish on the 15th, which is tomorrow for me. So I'm just, you know, talking to you guys and then I'm going to edit this episode and get it up for y'all. So as far as this episode goes, I was very much more so in a mood of reflection and kind of decompressing from this weekend and just thinking about what it meant to me and for me. So I kind of just wanted to talk about that. I also wanted to talk about a couple of things that have been on my mind recently and some decisions I'm making in real time. I deleted the social media apps from my phone and my iPad this morning because I kind of want to do, 
I can't, I want to be more intentional with my use of social media. I'm a big fan of TikTok. I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram, but I am on there. Twitter, not so much. The appeal of Twitter has gone down for me tremendously since the Elon Musk takeover, so I'm not on there much. But I am I'm on there sometimes. I do like I think the context around my use of Twitter is oftentimes when like I'm watching a television show and I formed opinions around how I feel about it and I go on there to kind of see like what the pulse is, like if people agree, if people disagree, it's always interesting. Any other social media? I'm not on Snapchat. I downloaded Spill for a while. I deleted that as well. So yeah, I'm I'm really I want to be more intentional about my social media use. And, you know, it's funny, starting this show this afternoon has me thinking, <laughs> has me thinking about my social media use at a deeper level, too, because you're watching these stories of these patients who were prescribed this drug and are now doing things that they typically wouldn't do. And you're watching their behavior as they're actively going through withdrawal. And, you know, anyone who you pluck off the street and ask them, how is your social media use if they're on social media, they may think, oh, you know, I have it under control. It's not a big deal. I can always come off of it or not be on it when I don't want to. But I don't think if if push came to shove, I think it would be a lot harder for folks to kick the social media habit than they think. And I say that because I live it. I live it. After a few minutes, I just being 100% honest, if I'm not doing anything that requires laser focus, I probably don't go more than 20 minutes before I pick up my phone and open a social media app. You know, when you hear these numbers like akin to, oh, people pick up their phones 300 times a day, it sounds like it's impossible. But what I have noticed for myself, which is one strategy that I'm going to employ to curb my social media use, is to keep my phone out of arm's reach. I have found that... If I'm sitting at my desk and my phone is at my desk, I will pick up my phone and not have a second thought. Like my hand will reach the phone the way my eyes blink. Like I don't think about it. My my hand will reach my phone the way I breathe. I'm not thinking about it. But what I have noticed for myself is that when I break that automatic behavior, then it triggers my brain to start thinking. It triggers my brain to go from automatic to purposeful, to intentional. So now I'm looking at my desk and then in front of my desk is the window ledge. So even if I put my wi- my phone on the window ledge and not my desk, for the fact that now I can't just reach my forearm and pick up the phone, I now have to stretch my arm, you know, which 
engages my shoulder and now I have to reach and now my brain is engaged, there's a higher likelihood that I'm going to now ask, okay, what is, what is my body doing? Okay, why? And if the answers to that question, if the answers to those questions are, I'm getting my phone and the why is to get on social media, then I am more likely, <laughs> I am more likely now to retract my arm and go back to what I was doing. So I'm sharing this because I'm sure I'm not the only person, even me within the mental health space, I, sh- I, I personally struggle with social media use and consumption. And I think part of my struggle with it is because there's so much good from the apps and there's so much you can learn from the apps. And I think that's one way we justify our use. Oh my God, TikTok University. Oh my God, YouTube. Oh my God, maybe I wouldn't have known this if I didn't open the app right now. This, that, and the other. That may be true, but at the same time, it's a very, very, very slippery slope. Very slippery slope. Like, To the point where like, it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. Yes, you learn, we learn a lot of amazing things on these apps. TikTok, I can't tell you how many, TikTok literally has changed my life. I'm not even exaggerating. I'm not being hyperbolic. There are certain things I've learned on TikTok that I employ in my regular life that have improved it. So that's usually a reason. Like if I'm on TikTok or I decide, or I'm contemplating, should I open the app right now? I'll justify it with like, well, I always learn something new on the app. It is very much true. But am I using my time wisely overall? You know, do I have control? If I open TikTok, will I keep to a promise of staying on it for 15 minutes? Or will I blink and have an hour or two hours go by? If you're able to get on a social media app for a finite period of time, for minutes, if you're able to be on a social media app for 10 minutes at a time, one time a day, then then you don't need any help. <laughs> but for folks like me who can get on an app like TikTok and have 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes go by and you don't know you, d- you did not feel it, then you might have to do some reflection and have some internal conversations, <laughs> which are the conversations I'm having with myself. Because like I said, I'm watching this show about opioids, about OxyContin, and social media users may say, oh, I'm not like those people. I don't have that problem. Can you go 24 hours without being on a social media app? You know, can you go a day without thinking about Instagram or TikTok? How you answer those questions will probably provide some insight and direction on what you might need to do. So I say all this to say I'm trying to employ some strategies to curb my social media use. One of those is keeping my phone out of arm's reach because when it's in arm's reach, it's an automatic pickup. And I don't think about it. It's like blinking. It's like breathing. 
And it's almost, there's almost like muscle memory. Like I pick up my phone, my thumb opens the phone or like, I don't even have to do anything. My face unlocks the phone and then I swipe to Instagram and before you even know it, you're on Instagram reels or you're on TikTok and it's designed that way. There's such a thing as an attention economy because people, these companies are trying to get you on these apps for as long as possible because the longer you're on them, the longer your eyeballs are looking at the ads and that's how they make their money, you know? So knowing all of this, it's still very hard, but not impossible. And it's always going to be the hardest when you first start out. So that's kind of what I'm embarking on right now. I don't have my phone within arm's reach. It's near me, but sometimes that's all I need. I just don't need to have it within arm's reach. Um, Secondly, one thing that I sometimes employ, but I think I'll probably need to employ more of is if I really want to get on those apps, I need to do it on my laptop because they have laptop um, web pages for Instagram and TikTok um, and Twitter, but they're not as they're not as appealing. They're not as visually activating, and I feel like I have a lot more control over my time on these apps when I'm on them on the computer. If I were to spend maybe 30 minutes on Instagram on my phone, I probably spend five minutes, if that, on Instagram on my computer. If I am spending an hour on TikTok, because TikTok, being 100% TikTok is my problem. If I'm spending an hour on TikTok on my phone, I am max 15 minutes on that app on my laptop. And I know this to be true for myself. So I'm starting to employ it now, you know? because I feel more in control and I can get more of my time back. So that's another strategy that I'm using. Another strategy that I have used in the past but wanna re-employ is doing things that I know I enjoy and that are fun for me and give me a natural dopamine release before I venture into social media. Because how is the addictive nature of social media formed? It's not very much different to, you know, addiction to sex or drugs, heroin, opioids, gambling, what have you. The constant surge of dopamine, you know, is what we're searching for. And social media has become one of the easiest and frictionless ways to get it. So I know strategies, I know activities that I love to do that give that to me in a way that is way more healthier than time on Instagram or TikTok. If I meditate in the morning before noon, if I write in my journal, if I listen to an educational podcast, if I talk to people who I love, if I, if I do things that I know, if I exercise, if I do yoga, if I do things that I know fill my cup in a healthier way emotionally, mentally, spiritually, 
especially if doing it before noon, I've noticed for myself the urge and the desire to be on social media drops drastically for me. And my focus is better. I'm able to get things done. I just feel better about myself overall. So I'm looking to reincorporate these strategies in my life on a regular basis so that I am more intentional with social media when I'm on it. Because social media is not bad. As with many things in life, it's not bad if you, you know, use it in moderation, if you have control over your use. It's when we go overboard that it becomes a problem, as with a lot of other things in life. So I know this to be true for myself, and I know it's true for other people. The impact of social media can be profound in ways we don't even know. I see more and more clients that struggle with attention and keeping their focus on things who are looking for medication support. And I know that social media contributes to shrinking our attention span. So that's why I deleted my apps and I opened Netflix (laughs) so that I can watch a show. That's something you have to focus on, you know, and it's, it's a type of content that is long form, that builds on itself, that takes time and investment, you know? So aside from long form content, like movies and TV shows, you know, reading, as much as I love reading, sometimes I struggle with getting a book done, but I know how much I love it, but I, sh- I, I can see the impact of social media use on my being able to sit down for an extended period of time and read words and read text. So, you know, all this at the end of the day stems from awareness. And I appreciate having this awareness and I'm sharing it because folks that may not have this level of awareness can start cultivating it. That social media is a drug. It's a drug. It activates our brains the way drugs do, and it impacts our attention span. So if anyone is listening and wants to challenge themselves, delete your social media apps for 24 hours and see how your emotional state develops or progresses, see how you feel mentally, see how you even feel physically. And if you don't like what happens, then that's data for you. That's information for you. And do with that what you will. It means that there are some decisions that you might need to make if you're at that point of feeling ready to make changes. So yeah, that's kind of what's been on my mind. And I'm actively working towards making my relationship with social media better. Because it can get bad. It can get really bad. And I don't ever want to be at a point where I feel like I I can't be without it. So... I'm going to end the podcast episode here. I want to thank you guys so much for listening as always. Before I end, I want to also remind you guys, like I said, I've been working on a rebrand of the podcast. The trailer for the new name will come out 
within the next couple of weeks. So look out for that. I am rebranding with a new name. I'm rebranding with a new thumbnail. Um, and the intro music, I still think I'm going to change that. If I don't find any intro music that I like before September 1st, I'll keep what I have. But my intent is to change that as well. Find something that I really like, you know, to add to the efforts of kind of taking this podcast to the next level. And I can't believe that we are two years in a couple of weeks. Um, For the people who have been listening since my first trailer, my first episode, thank you guys so much. For the people who just found this podcast, thank you guys so much. I hope you stay and listen and continue this journey with me. If you've even ever listened to one minute of one episode, I appreciate you. Please share this podcast. Please recommend this podcast to people who you think would benefit or like the content. Please rate, please review. I used to think people don't do that, but clearly people are rating and reviewing this podcast and it's helping other people find it. So please, if this podcast has positively impacted you, please rate it, please review it. Please share how it has positively influenced you. And yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much. Also, always reach out to me at btbwpodcast at gmail.com. That email may change with the new podcast name, but if it does, I will let you know. That's it. I'm ending it here. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys so much. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye.